In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, it's GirlfriendIt, and we are so glad you are joining us today. This is a great place um, at GirlfriendIt.com to just connect with other girlfriends and have some fun and share resources, because we really need that interaction with each other and, and just a to kind of pull our influence together to make a difference. So join us at GirlfriendIt.com. But today, we are so excited you're here with us. And um, I don't know where you are right now listening to us, but here we're in Arizona, and it's kind of a unique day for us that we are absolutely loving because it is raining, and it is a stormy day, and we are sitting here with our caffeine jolt and in our jeans and just loving this day. And I know for some of you on the East Coast, other places, you're going, oh, that does not sound like paradise to us, but really is to us here in the desert. And so we're enjoying a wintry uh, day here, and we just hope you're settling down and just get comfy for the next few moments as we just have girlfriend time together. Well, today we have a special guest author and friend who will be sharing with us some of her unexpected life moments that caught her by surprise and changed the course of her life. And I'm sure that many of us can relate to that. It, it never just happens when we want those crises to happen. No. And we're going to be talking about crises, like Patty said. And, and, you know, crises comes in so many different packages and forms. And there's, like, crises of the moment that are, you know, they're not that big of a deal, but they are a crisis right then. And then there's those life-altering crises that just are, can be devastating and just take you, you know, by surprise unexpectedly. And we're actually going to be talking about all of those, the whole spectrum of crises today and, um, you know, right. we, I have to interrupt you and tell you that I had a crisis this morning. Okay. It was um, one of those mom crises that... We and those are significant <laughs> and guilt-ridden well, all over them. It, you know, it's all relevant <laughs> when you think of, you know, people are dying in Haiti and that you're going to complain because you couldn't get the kids cereal in the morning and get enough sandwiches in a lunchbox and all of that. But when you have three kids trying to get out the door, <laughs> it is... And you're, you're going to do a radio show in just a little bit and they're all, you know, wanting something from you. Uh, and since it was raining, it, it causes quite the crises because we're not used to that kind of weather. And um, they all need a ride to school. The rain here in Arizona, just for everybody to know, it really throws everybody off. We, we, um, we forget how to drive. Yeah. Well, we don't even know how to dress. My kids literally wear flip-flops every day to school. So it's like, no, you can't wear the flip-flops. <laughs> Why can't I wear flip-flops? You know, it's just funny. Even the conversation changes into crises mode with the weather because we're so used to the sunshine. Well, my crises of the moment, um, 
is we have a wedding in our house, and I'm going to be the mother of the bride in in a few weeks. And that's it's, not supposed to be a crisis. That's supposed no, to be that a, is not the crisis. That is oh. actually um, we are so excited. I mean, my our daughter Amy is getting married to this guy, and he's like more than we could ask for. He's I love incredible. Brandon. I love. But um, the crisis comes in where you know how you always go. Okay, for the wedding, I need to lose ten pounds. You know, and you're always going, I'm going to lose those ten pounds. Well, of course, I've been procrastinating, and then you have the the holidays in there in that little time frame, and I did not do well. So um, this past Sunday, I realized my daughter said, Mom, there's like 45 days to the wedding, and that put me in a crisis mode. <laughs> and so we actually went shopping looking for, for something else for her and, and actually found my dress. So I bought the sizes. You know how you can be in between two sizes? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to go the bigger one, of course, and so I wanted to go the one that it fit, but it's, it's a little tight. So I really need to lose comfortably like eight pounds and then I'll be really good. So I bought that dress. And so I am highly motivated for this crisis because if I don't lose those eight pounds, it's I, not going to be a good thing. I think so many women do that. They have two sets of outfits in their closet and one for what they fit into, what one what they're going to fit into. And um, that is definitely a crisis. But you know my answer to your crisis is to not drink soda. That's that's always my <laughs> response when you, you tell me. You really <laughs> don't want me to drink my Diet Dr. Pepper with cherry. And I to me, it's like the nectar of the gods. I love that thing. But every time I open up, because you, you constantly drink water, which is so remarkable. But I cannot Except get coffee. into that. I, I do the coffee thing. But the soda thing, it's the, it's the chemical. You can't put the chemical. And I have to tell you, there's bone leaching acid in the soda. Okay. I just want to tell you that still is not a motivator for me. I should no, be. But they have proven it, that there is this phosphoric acid that supposedly it pres- preserves the freshness, freshness, if I can get those words out, and it prevents bacterial growth in soda. I mean, okay, you're saying so technical and so scientific <laughs> on me. <laughs> it has to stay in there to prevent bacterial growth. I mean, hello. And, and yet we, we want to drink this junk in a, in a can. Because my palate is so happy when it tastes that Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, it also sucks the calcium out of your bones. And it, it increases your risk of osteoporosis. So is that, like, helping you not be motivated to drink? Well, you know what? You, you are kind of getting to me. But <laughs> it's like I – and I have been, you know, trying to not drink as much soda and – be very aware, and I always hear your words haunting me whenever I go to drink your water. Yes, yes, and I, and I don't like you in those moments. Can I just <laughs> tell you that? <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, there was another crisis. Speaking of crises of the moment, that you just have all of them. Well, I thought I, I thought mine was bad. Well, this would involve you. Oh, great! <laughs> I hope there's a crisis with you because um, we work together during the days at, in our homes, and so depending on whose house we're working out of, we we fix lunch. So yesterday was my turn to fix lunch, and I was making a salad and going to put tuna fish in there, which I don't like, but I you love. love. I love. Because I'm trying to be that healthy thing because, remember, I have my crisis of the wedding dress. And um, so I get this can of tuna out of the refrigerator, and, and I just thought, okay, I'm just going to look and see the expiration because I knew it had been in there for a little bit. And so I said, um, I'm going to read the expiration date really quick. And you said, oh, I don't care about the expiration date. <laughs> and you know what? You should because – if I remember correctly, old wise one, how many times have you had food poisoning? I'm not going to tell you how many. I, you know, I'll tell you this. I have, I have not had food poisoning any more than anybody else. People think they have the flu. No, when before reality, she goes any farther, she has had food poisoning eight times. In reality, eight <laughs> times. <laughs> Other people get food poisoning. You would think that most people would learn after one that, like, I need to be a little more careful. 
but you eight times and it doesn't phase you. You always think it's the flu. And it's like people just don't get – it's all about the adventure, checking out whatever food. I, I just happen to have traveled a lot and been many places where – it might not be right. I just remember last year we went to Peru, and I was so careful because I had I have experienced through other people what it's like to get a little bacteria in your system that you don't want. It can be devastating, and it can affect you for weeks after you return home. For months. Yeah, I watched it happen to my husband after he traveled to Egypt, and I, I thought, there is no way I'm going to have that happen. So when we were in Peru, I was very careful because I, I did not want to experience that. And I just remember watching you put a few things in your mouth, and I'd go, oh, please don't put that in your mouth. Because, and you'd go, I, I don't care. I'll be fine. And I just want to ask a question, who got sick on the way home from Peru? <laughs> that would be you. And uh, you, you were not doing well. And so it was just, you know, it's just kind of interesting because it doesn't really phase you. Uh-huh. But I will do anything to avoid getting food poisoning or anything to do with my, my tummy. All right. I'm going on to other I, crises. I thought you would. Other crises that ambush our lives. And, um, and so many of us are dealing with different issues. We have uh, all the way from the spectrum of health to finance. Um, so a question. Especially right now, there's a lot of crises of finances, people losing mm-hmm. jobs and here in Arizona, we are like the second worst state as far as the economy right now, um, just because with the, the job market, we are the highest, and with the housing boom we had several years ago, now people in foreclosure. So if you drive around our streets here, you'll just see foreclosure signs, and it's just, there's nobody that's not touched by this, basically, here. Well, it's interesting, because um, I was at the doctor's office the other day, and usually, you know, you see moms in there with their kids. There were four... Um, dads in there with the kids. No moms. It was all the dads. And yeah. I almost wanted to go interview them and go, yeah, what's your story? Why? Yes. 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 Well, it is devastating. And those are, those are genuine crises that are, you're watching people have to move and relocate and, and looking for jobs. Well, our question for you is, would you rather have a life or a living? For all you girlfriends out there, just kind of pause and, and that's really, that's a deep question you, you kind of threw out there, but it's a great one to think about. And just evaluating and taking stock. And, you know, Mother Teresa is one of our heroines. Is that how you say? I heroes. Heroes. <laughs> That's um, a safe way of saying it. Yes. Um, and she lived her life. And when you really read about her, I mean, we hear of all the significant things she did and how she impacted um, just our world. And, and this, this simple little humble woman who would meet with heads of states and just, you know, could really capture an audience. Mm-hmm. But in reality, she lived in a little room, and she took a vow of poverty, and yet she literally impacted millions of lives. And uh, we have a girlfriend, Sarah, that um, has such a heart just for the world. I mean, we all do, but she's one that will just go, I will go, and I will go make a difference. And well, she actually, um, we got an email from her today, because it's amazing. She decided last week, I'm going to go to Haiti. I and mean, she's just one of those gals that she doesn't worry about her job, doesn't worry about, um, you know, other situations. She just feels that, okay, if God hugs on my heart, then I am going to move my feet. And uh, the email today, actually, let me, let me just read that. Yeah, it was a great really email. Cool. We just got this morning. Because I know that for me, the last decade has brought home again and again the importance of family, friends, and being able to look at all our abundance and say it's just stuff. To be able to see the whole picture before we're ready to throw in the towel, it's not easy. As Haiti sustained yet another earthquake this morning, there are still stories of hope and songs of joy being sung. This is a nation that has had one heck of a time these past 15 months. 
It is because, um, it is because of your willingness to share what you have that I am able to go and share what I have with a hurting nation, and that is hope and healing found in the heart of God and the hands of Jesus. There is a young man who made a donation only after he searched for a group to invest in. He told me that he didn't want to just throw money at a problem but give to, to help the people. I am truly humbled by what he said and made me think about what it is that I invest my stuff in. Whether it's my time, money, resources, or energy, I should be able to stand behind what I am supporting 100%. I saw three people do that just today, and she needed to raise like $3,000, and she raised 5000 Well, you know what? As we, as we go into a break, this is just a thought that um, and Sarah even had, and we thought it was really good. And she said, tragedy and disaster don't tend to call ahead for a reservation. And that's so true. So stay with us as we have an author and speaker, Joe Franz, with us. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Togginap. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Get ready to get busy with Getting It Done. Getting It Done with Jill Staroshevsky, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on toginet.com. We'll be bringing you moms and dads who are getting it done. Parents who have a lot on their plate but still manage to go that extra mile to accomplish things that they have long dreamed of. Well, how do they do that? Well, that's what this is for. The goal is to educate, motivate, encourage, and support the multitasker in all of us. Whether it's that book that you've been meaning to write, that business that you've been hoping to start, that dish that you've been striving to master, getting it done is here to help make it happen. Motivating you to get started, encouraging you to keep going, providing tips and advice on how to keep the kids happy, healthy, and safe while getting it done and done well. Learn from fellow moms and dads who are getting it done and learn about yourself along the way. It's Jill Staroshevsky and Safety Mom Media bringing out the stars in all of us. It's Getting It Done with Jill Staroshevsky, Wednesday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Okay, so we're back. 
Hey, if you are just joining us, we are excited about our special guest. We have Joe Franz, speaker and best-selling author of Soar Unafraid, Learning to Trust No Matter What. And she also has um, some other books, but Joe is just amazing in um, just our friendship. She has been a survivor and thriver. We are going to hear more about her story and the crisis that she has had to overcome and truly soar. So, Joe. We would love to just hear. Um, Welcome, Joe. This is Lisa. We are so excited you're with us today. We Thank want- you. Thank you. I'm glad to be with you, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, um, when I met you and heard your story, I, I was just in awe to um, to just be able to. You're you were so genuine and so authentic with um, sharing your life, and so many times as women. The way we come across to, to others is don't don't come into my world. I'm not going to share with you some of these intimate secrets. Or be vulnerable. Yeah, or be that vulnerable to, to talk about. And um, I'm just going to dive right in there and okay. have you kind of share with us um, your motivation in writing the book and, and to start out with um, what, what happened in your life that uh, has led you to where you are today. Well, um uh, a loaded question, I know. That's a loaded question. Yes. I uh, I think what happened was uh the Lord came into my life in 1972 and that made and and his presence made all the difference. Mm-hmm. And that was at a uh Fifth Dimension concert. You remember them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love their songs. Yes, yeah. Uh a couple sitting seated next to me on my right, began talking to me about their their life and their faith and uh, gave me a booklet <laughs> right concert. before the concert started and started trying to read the booklet to me and explain it. And on the way home, I thought about my life and realized um, that I had such a great hunger to know God, and I went home that night, read through the booklet, and prayed at the side of the bed on my knees. And I had no, as far as I knew, I hadn't had a rough life. I mean, I'd been a party girl since junior high and uh, had done a lot of drinking, but hadn't had this uh, awful life that made me think I needed God. I just knew I needed his love and and experience his presence in my life. And that's exactly what I felt when I prayed the sinner's prayer that night. And that made all the difference for me because mm-hmm. about five years later, my husband and I were... Uh, making a move to another state in order to attend seminary. We had really grown since that Thanksgiving Eve in 72, and, and we made a decision to, to go off to seminary, and as we were packing to move, I had to literally grab onto the kitchen counter to keep from falling over, and that was just one of many incidents where dizziness just took me and mm-hmm. overtook me and I, I, I didn't know when it would come and 
And you and didn't know what long, was wrong with you. You just all of a sudden would feel dizzy. I uh, all of a sudden would feel so dizzy I was going mm-hmm. to fall down if I didn't sit down or hang on to something. Mm-hmm. And uh, after a number of tests were done, doctor said, nah, go on, live your life. If you start fainting, they'll prescribe something for us. Well, that's comforting. I know, I know exactly that's what I say. (laughs) First you faint, then they prescribe something uh, for inner ear imbalance. Well, we went on to, to seminary and... I was a 95-mile-an-hour person like both of you must be in order to do everything you do. My goodness. And I I was put in a 50-mile-an-hour zone. Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. I just... That would be I, hard. I laid down um, halfway through the day at, at work because I couldn't keep going. Mm. Um I had such dizziness, I couldn't drive home, I couldn't make it to work, I started missing work. Anyway, I had tingling in my extremities and pain at the base of my skull, and I was hospitalized after a number number of other uh, doctors saw me, and in February of 78, I was told by a neurologist that I had MS, Multiple sclerosis. Yes. And at that time, there weren't any treatments. It seems that um, so many people, we're hearing that more and more and more, um, that people are being diagnosed with MS. Does it seem like more individuals are getting that? No. Well, I don't know uh, for sure. I'm not. uh, But I do think what is happening is that they have... They have better diagnostic techniques. The MRI uh, now can can see lesions, uh-huh. uh, damage in the brain. Uh-huh. And and when I was diagnosed in '78, they didn't even have MRI. Yeah, yeah. We have come a long way. Yeah, they've come a long way. And uh, so the that... diagnostic skills, uh, I think, are what have have given them more. Um, Diagnoses, whereas people used to live with the disease for sometimes 10, 20 years oh. with symptoms coming and going. And you know us girlfriends, us women, we have, we have been accused by doctors of being irrational patients for years anyway. I mean, women more than men are accused of having psychosomatic diseases. Yes. And we have that's a fact because of misdiagnosis, and it's so frustrating because um, we know our bodies. You know when there's something wrong, and when somebody keeps telling you, no, it's this in your head, or it's this and that, and it's like you just go, I just want a proper diagnosis so I know what's wrong so I can work on the solution. But it is really frustrating, and, you know, going to different doctors just to even get the proper diagnosis is is very time-consuming and frustrating, and um, so, it, it, yeah, it's... The whole thing is just it's quite the journey. Well, and, and we've heard, too, that with MS, there's something that traumatizes you, that sets that off, that that has been a discovery in the last year. Is that a true statement? or? Well, they used to think that years ago when I was diagnosed, too. And um, I actually have been reading some on that. Mm-hmm. And there are certain studies that are ruling that out. 
some that are saying that's a fact. Um, they're not sure. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, you did have- with all the reading I've done, and I keep up pretty well on uh, on on all the journal um, issues. Uh, they're not sure. They're not sure. They're not sure. They think it, it, it it's caused by a virus that that you get in your childhood, and and some people develop immunities to it. Some mm-hmm. don't. They've never, they don't think they'll ever find a virus if that's, if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, they've been honest about that. Um, now, you did have something traumatic um, happen to you. I know when we were um, talking last year, uh, your, your husband, you found out, had an affair with a teenager, which is beyond any woman's, you know, dream of what they want in their life, that ultimate betrayal, um, did, did that happen before you found out you had MS? No. Uh, we were married eight years uh, when I was diagnosed. And uh, five years later, my husband was pastoring a church and going to Ph.D. studies still at the seminary. So he was just working and working and working, and he began the affair with the girl that helped me pack for trips and helped me grocery shop because I was getting weaker, and it was it was so devastating. I it's when I tell it to an audience, sometimes I still get teary eyed. Not because I don't have this fantastic life that never would have happened because of the divorce uh, or without the divorce, but because it was still, it, it, it is so, just like you said, devastating. It it ripped my heart out. And you I, out. I, I just feel for every woman who goes through it. Yeah. How did you find out? Well, actually, he came over uh, from the church office to the house where we were living next door. He slumped down on the couch next to me, and um, he told me. He told me because the girl's brother had um, found love letters from him to her, and... He said, I will go to my parents, and um, if you don't stop this, and so my husband said that uh, he would stop it, and the first thing he did to stop it was to tell me, and it was, I I just couldn't believe it. I just thought, what did I do wrong? That was the first thing. And I think for every woman, that's what we immediately, that guilt, what did I do? Exactly. It must be me. I must be ugly. Why does he not? Why doesn't he love me anymore? And we had just gone on a trip that very summer uh, where he had actually told me, I'm falling in love with you all over again. Oh, my goodness. And and so I couldn't understand how this could happen? <laughs> yes, exactly. You can't you can't wrap your head around it because it's a disconnect. The words and the actions are not matching. Well, oh, yeah. um, we're going to have to we're gonna take a break here in just right? a, a few seconds. 
So, and we just we want to continue talking with you as we okay. can. I'm just talking about our life crisis. So join us in a few moments. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on Togginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer, inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back. We have Joe Franz. Joe is the author and um, award-winning, uh, well, she's a speaker and an author, of the book Soar Unafraid, Learning No Matter What. And she also has written a book, Soar Through Anything Life May Bring. And, um, Joe, it's great talking to you. Just so our listeners know exactly what we're talking about, uh, we are just saying how you, you don't invite those crises in your life. They don't make a reservation, but they just kind of um, pop into our lives. And you've had to deal with uh, the betrayal of your husband, having an affair with a teenager, as well as MS. And um, sometimes it's easy to look at life and say, it's just, it's not fair. But you have such a great attitude, and um, you give God the credit for your attitude. And And you're passionate about helping other women overcome their crises in life, and you've been a great model for that. And so um, just with women that are dealing with maybe uh, having an affair, or their spouse is having an affair, which um, I don't know what you think about this, but Lisa and I have talked to so many girls with, uh, their husbands being on the internet uh, with Facebook and all the different social networking that's taking place, where they're getting back into those old time relationships from high kind school, kind of reconnecting and, and rekindling some relationships. And 
it starts out innocent enough, but then you just, you know, you just kind of open the door a little bit. And, and I think any of us are, are susceptible to that. We just have to, you know, be guarded. And, and, but it, the effects can be devastating if we're not. So do you have any signs at all for them to, to look for? That was a very long-winded question, but we got <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you got the point across, though, very well between the two of you. I, I think, um, yes, I think there are some signs. And I did have one sign uh, that I kind of embellish about uh, in, my, in my memoir, Sore and Afraid. Uh, I, I did see a flicker of something between them when we took the youth to an event. And I, I talked to my husband about it later because... I knew that mm-hmm. the temptation could get any of us. Yeah, yeah. And of course, being in seminary, they they teach you things like that to to the to the seminary students. They say, you know, you need to be on the lookout for this and this and this. And especially in the pastorate, there there is so much temptation with women who want to come and tell their stories, and then they get involved with these women. Yeah. So. So anyway, I, I I sat down with my husband, and this is something that that any of our girlfriends can do, is is sit down with your husband and say, you know, I when you were talking about reconnecting with so and so, or in my case when it was um, when I saw my husband and this this look between the two of them, I said, you know. I don't, I doubt that you even notice uh, what went on there because it's so, it's so innocent, but you defended her in a way that I think um, could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to tell you that because I know you care about our relationship and I know you care about, um, being uh, a good husband and da da da, and and so I just wanted to warn you, and he appreciated it at that moment. Yeah. yeah. Now later on, after he had been involved with her for almost two years, wow, and he wanted to get out of our marriage, and I still wanted to forgive him. He said to me, "You're the one who pushed me into her arms." Wow. So, so, but I still recommend that women hold their husbands accountable in a in a gentle, loving way. I know you care about me and our family, and I. I but I saw this spark in your eye after you after you you told me you reconnected with this this um, old girlfriend from high school. Say, you yeah. know, on on Facebook and. And I just want to warn you, you know, that's how things start. Um, so kind of really be careful in your communication here. Um, well, and you know what? I think you're making such a great point because um, there's, there's, a, there's a way to, to keep them accountable. I mean, there's a way that can be really detrimental, and there's a way that's very um, productive. And like you said, gentleness and just affirming them. I know that you... It's all the way we communicate things and how we say it and the tone that we discovered. And so many times we were just so quick to lash out and not to think through our words. 
and not to really articulate it. And we put people on the defense instead of giving them a chance to really, you know, talk back to have that dialogue and just have that open dialogue where they don't feel like they're being thrown under the bus right away. Well, right. I have a girlfriend right now that um, she was actually in the hospital and her husband was there and, and an old friend of theirs came to see her and she saw exactly what you saw, just that sparkle that was there between the two of them, that energy, uh-huh. and she called him on it and then later on looked in his phone and found, you know, all the, the text messages into like 2 o'clock in the morning. And, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly what you said um, instead of gently letting him know, okay, we might have a situation here, I think that betrayal, it hurts so badly that you can't help but go ballistic. <laughs> well, and you're acting out right. of woundedness and very emotionally charged. And sometimes you need to take step back for a moment and kind of regain composure and your thoughts so you're talking more logically from your head instead of just an emotional. Because we all know we're in that state of um, being highly emotionally charged. We say things that we wouldn't normally say, and we use a tone we wouldn't normally use, and it really doesn't get us anywhere. But right. It's good at the moment, but it, but it, the long term effects are not what we want. So right. It, but I do think I do think when when she saw those text messages that 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 was a point where where the tone could start changing. Well, you <laughs> because said, I did that with my former husband too. And he I, said that it, you drove him to her, right? Pardon? That it was your fault that you... Yes, yes. Um, he he actually didn't blame me in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and then, and he said he would stop the relationship and discontinue this and that. Then I, then I caught them on the phone and I, I called him on it. I said, you told me you wouldn't do so-and-so. You told me you wouldn't do so-and-so. Um, and that's when... Even though I was holding him accountable in the right way, it still went downhill from there. Um, and it just depends on the on. And I and I highly recommend that you get into counseling as soon as possible if you ca- if you catch any any form of relationship starting. You know, try to get in counseling, and that's what I tried to do. And he wouldn't go for marital counseling. He wanted to go for counseling about himself and his self-esteem. And, uh, you know, to bring this up to date, um, after he filed a divorce that I didn't want, um, four years, I think it was three or four years later after I'd been attending a singles breakfast to, to, um, to make friends with whom I could do things, <laughs> fun things. And, and, oh, my, I did some fun things. I just, God showed me that I was not dependent. I, plus, he gave me the ability to drive again after not being able to for two years. Wow. Wow, wow. yes. And I nearly killed myself during that period mm-hmm. of time because I nearly drove off the road and God took the wheel and said, no, Joe, I'm not going to let you do this. I still have a plan for your life. And uh, it, this is true. I I just was blinded by tears, and I know the Holy Spirit spoke to me and took the wheel. And uh, But during that period of time, I started learning how to ski as a disabled person. Hmm. And I was a mogul skier. 
Wow. I mean, the black run. Wow. The really, the really difficult one. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm not I learned too, Joe. I, could, I just happened to do it without the skis on. <laughs> she does it in her dreams. <laughs> I still dream about doing it. I love it so much. Uh, when I when I can no longer backpack up fourteen thousand foot peaks with uh, thirty pounds on my back, mm-hmm. I horse packed into the backcountry with a girlfriend. Okay. I traveled, and, that. With, and, and we were left and... alone without the horses for three days. <laughs> wow. I traveled to Sweden, Norway, and England by myself. Um, there were friends to see in Sweden, but I, I planned this whole trip by myself and uh, took a coastal steamer down the, the coast of Norway by myself, uh, went over to England knowing no one. <laughs> that is brave and adventurous. Yeah. And, and you know this, is, this is using crutches and pulling a suitcase on wheels. Wow. God put angels unaware in my path. Oh, Absolutely. my goodness, so many times. It's a whole chapter I tell about it. So It's so fun for me to even think back on. Well, that, and God used that time to empower me. To you, um, me. That is such an inspiration. And, Joe, I, I have to tell you, you mentioned Sweden. And um, we have a sound engineer named Eric who is also, his family comes from Sweden, and we actually call him the Viking. Um, <laughs> you, as you say Sweden, uh, I'm sure he'll have all kinds of comments that, you know, you probably met his family there and everything else. But oh, yeah. I, I'm going to really, like, step out on a limb here because um, he has never jumped into the radio show. But I also know that um, he had a situation where his wife left them because so many times we have a, a tendency to point the finger at the husband because we're all girlfriends here. But, it, Eric, if you're there, I would love for you to just share your perspective because we don't, we don't want to do any male bashing here. Um, we right. know it happens both ways. So uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing, jump in there, Eric. Well, it does happen both ways. Yeah. Um, we've got about 45 seconds. Okay. Job well, that first. was good. I almost gave you only 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, could do, I could do no right. Um, I... Married her. We had two kids almost instantaneously, mm. uh, ten and a half months apart. Uh, got custody of her her other two daughters. Wow! And um, I was never, I was never, I did, I never had my God given place as head of the household. Uh. And that inevitably led to total total disaster. Yeah. And. Yeah. Um, now, maybe, did she have an affair, Eric, or did she just leave? She got hooked on drugs and whatnot, and I don't really ever know whatever happened with all that, but maybe we can pick that up after. All right, we're going to bring you back in, Eric, so stay tuned. Okay. This is Girlfriend it on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap. And the frugalitarian is here to show you how. 
Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly. Showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are coming down the home stretch right now for today's show as we wind it up. And uh, we have been talking today with uh, Joe France, who is an award winning author and, and speaker, and you can get more information about Joe on our website at girlfriendit.com. And uh, we've been talking about crises and how they come packaged in so many different forms, whether it's a crisis at the moment where you just, you know, have something in your house with your kids, all the way to um, crises that can be so devastating and um, uh, in the form of betrayal. Or we've been talking about, you know, when a spouse has an affair, what, you know, how do you handle that? And um, we've just been talking with Joe, and she's just so inspirationally been been sharing how she has overcome that and learned how to thrive through that. And even in the midst of having MS, while discovering, you know, her husband was having an affair, and I, you know, we just can't even imagine the devastation um, that would be to your just your heart and gut wrenching. So we we just so appreciate when you have women that are just so willing to say, "Here's who I am." Um, you know, hang it out there and just go, yeah, but through the, through the grace and the mercy of, of God, um, I was able to get to the other side and to really thrive and, you know, um, it overcome those obstacles in life, which we all face, but so many times we see women that just don't finish well or they will have a devastating crisis in their life and they never get beyond that crisis. And so, Joe, it's been such a honor and pleasure to have you and have you just share your heartwarming story, and, you know, we can just hear your heart and your love uh, just for people, for the Lord, and uh, for yourself, and I think that's important to just 
love who we are and not, you know, just allow somebody else to beat us up and dictate our worth. But we are also a show about equal opportunity. And um, so we have invited um, our buddy, Eric, um, who we call the Viking. Um, he's, a, he's our t- sound technician and behind the scenes that we just so appreciate. And he has a story because we've been focusing today about, you know, what do you do as a woman when your husband has an affair, but Eric had the reverse happen when, you know, he was um, devastated by life crises that, from his wife. So just getting the, the male perspective is so um, so insightful, I think, for so many women, too. So, Eric, why don't you just keep sharing? We, we only gave you, like, 45 seconds, I think. Right. And um, so we want to let you just keep sharing, well, you know, just how when you discovered in your wife and, you know, she left you, and I think as we left, you were telling us she was getting into some drugs. Yeah, she got into drugs. She would be gone for days at a time, um, staying with um, her dealer, which was male, and and whatnot. And and you you knew this at the time that he she was getting into drugs. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not totally innocent there either. Right. Um, but you know, when you wake up, you wake up one morning and you see that you've got four kids in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing's going right. Um, and you just, for me, it was, it was literally a light bulb that came on Mm -hmm. and it's like, I've, it's over. It's time to move on. Uh, it's time to get moving. Um, you know, this is, this is neglect. I was neglecting my family trying to make her happy. Yeah. And that, that didn't sit well with me. And so you know, I tried, I don't know, for months and months and months um, to get her off, and nothing I did would work, mm-hmm. nothing at all, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where, you know, she, like I said, she wouldn't come home for days at wow. a time. And yeah. how were the, how were your children with this? Did, did, did they even realize, because I think so many times we forget about the kids, they're the innocent victims of all this. How were your... How were your kids handling this? Or were they even aware of all this um, going on? They were aware. We had her oldest daughters, uh, like I said, that we got custody of were in their early teens. Mm-hmm. And then we had my son and daughter, which were at that time probably three and four years old. Oh, wow. Um, and they were essentially taking, they were raising our, they were raising my kids for me. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and I, I just had enough. I mean, I, I called up my friend John and got back into church cause I knew that's where I needed to be. Wow. And once I did that, um, things really started deteriorating, um, with my wife. Did she not um, like that direction that you were no, 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 going no. back and, and you were, you were becoming healthy? Yeah, I was becoming healthy. Healthy, I was. I mean, it was it was night and day. Yeah, and literally overnight. Well, um, you know, and so many times the, the the when one when there's unhealthiness and one decides to get healthy, the unhealthy person cannot handle that. Right. Because for one thing, it changes the relationship and it changes you as a person, and they don't know how to relate to that. Well, I became but the devil. Crises. I became the devil to her instead of the. Yeah. I mean, I was the bad guy. Yeah. You know, I was the bad guy at. Um, cutting off her cell phone. I was the bad guy for trying to keep her at home. Yeah. Um, it was, 
I mean, it came to the point where, I mean, her, she turned her daughters against me. Wow. Um, and the night that I left with my kids, um, the three of them literally beat the snot out of me as I was curled up in a ball in front of my television in my living room. Wow. And I took my kids out of that situation, called her family. Well, I'd been talking to her family forever, and they would never come and do anything about it. So, um, and eventually the daughters went back to their dad, and she still has no permanent place to live. I mean, she's still just moving from one place to the other. We talked to her once. Yeah, we talked to her once maybe every, I don't know, three months. Well, um, it sounds like, I mean, obviously, you getting healthy, we, we know that the answer is, is in Christ. And, and with you, Joe, that's what your book is all about. And like you said, um, you know, you were able to go do all these, these things. You didn't, you know, just let life crises you know, get you down. And with situations like what Eric had to go through and so many listeners, you know, we have so many girlfriends, like I said, that are, that are dealing with some of this because of the internet and because of, you know, like I said, all these social networking um, things that we have to bring into these relationships, what, what would be your, if you had two minutes to give all the advice in the world there, Joe, what would you say can, can help, um, help you soar? And help you get beyond and so you're not stuck in that situation and you don't allow that to define you. What I did was I was totally honest with God during uh, during the uh, diagnosis of the MS onward. I and through the through the divorce, through my difficult beginning of my first marriage too. I mean, my second marriage it was difficult in the beginning. We had to work really hard, and I just cried out to God in my journal. I wrote out every feeling. I said, why do you let so-and-so happen? And then I let him love me. And I sensed his loving arms wrap around me as, as, as he said to me, I'm your daddy. I know what's going on, and I love you still. And as, as I continued to trust God with every single situation that came to me, I grew to the point where I could trust him no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. And I've had a whole lot more happen than we've talked about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remembered sexual abuse as a child when I married my second husband, Ray, to whom I've been married almost 23 years. I had to deal with all of those memories. And the the important thing is, realizing learning God's learning God's character mm-hmm. so that you can trust him mm-hmm. and that's what I did I studied the Bible I just read and I poured out my feelings the more honest and vulnerable you are with God the closer you'll become to mm. him well and I think that is such an important um point to make because so many times it's like it, it goes to trust and also in a relationship like what both you and Eric have, have uh, talked about trust has been violated and so who do you trust and we know that we can trust the Lord and he will sustain us and, and help us get beyond and pick us up um, and get us back on our feet and show us a new direction if we are willing 
to go there with him and to do what it takes to get healthy, like what Eric did. You know, I, I, he had to make some life changes to get healthy, and he took some abuse for it. And so many times when we are on that road of healthiness, even some of the people in our life that are the closest to us do not understand and uh, will voice that. And you just have to be true to what you really believe God is calling you to do for your journey toward healthiness and to um, a right relationship with the Lord. And, um, you know, that's why we need, we need people in our life. It all goes back to relationships. And, and uh, that's what we are so passionate about, just especially for women having girlfriends in their life and just being able to share and to be authentic with each other and vulnerable and have each other's back where it's not like, great, I, I know this information, I can't wait to tell somebody, but it's generally, I am so sorry, I am here for you yeah. and to help you carry the load when you don't even have the strength to carry it. And that's what girlfriends are for, and that's why we are so passionate about that. And um, we so just appreciate, Joe, you sharing from your heart and just with encouragement and just being authentic with your story and for Eric coming in and just sharing from the from the uh, a man's point of view, which is so significant. And, Eric, i got to tell you, um, so many women will appreciate what you shared, and um, you've just really um, just been real, and that's been so such a blessing. So thank you for doing that. But as we kind of wind down our show. Happened, excuse me. The same thing that happened to you, Eric, happened to my husband, Ray. Wow. Yes. He, his wife left him with daughters one and three. Wow. Um, and he raised them, and mm. then I became their stepmom. Mm. So uh, she didn't go into drugs, but she had an affair. Right. So, um, so I understand that perspective too, because I married a man who's yep. been there. <laughs> and God turns it all to good. That's what's just. Oh, he did. He did just love. like he did, has for Eric and I. Um, Eric, let's talk about Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> I think we maybe on another show we'll have for to you do guys. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? As we, as we wind this down, it's just been such a fascinating show, and just and hope there's, it's been encouraging for some of you listening out there. And we hope you'll continue even talking to us beyond the show at girlfriended.com. And next week we have um, a special guest, Dixie, and, and her daughter Steph, and um, they've had life crises in, uh, with, regarding meth, and we're going to hear some of that in more detail and the effects of. You know somebody in your life that's been affected with that, or just want to learn more? Invite some of your girlfriends and some people to join us next week. I'm on TogiNet. And again, thank you just our, to our guests and to those of you listening. And we're just excited just to talk to you again next week. So have a great week and uh, rise. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show 